Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 337. Even though it is one or two minutes after midnight on now Monday morning, I am recording Sunday's podcast pretty much on Sunday. Yes, that's right. I'm getting back on track, hopefully, (laughs) today at least, to record the podcast on the day in which it happened. So we'll see how this goes. It's a little easier to do it on weekends than on weekdays. But it's really, for me, a matter of making sure that this gets priority over, well, many other things. Dishes get the most priority. Hopefully getting to bed early, or at least at a decent time, gets priority as well. But this is going to be right there with prayer as we begin this Advent season. Today, the first Sunday of Advent, December 2nd, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad that you're here with me, whenever it is, wherever you are, to hear and to reflect and hopefully to see God's presence a little more clearly in your own life. Because quite frankly, it's not really that interesting, I know, for you to hear about God's presence in my life. Because, well, it's not your life. It's my life. But that being said, I hope that these reflections, the ways in my own life that I'm pointing out, the mundane and the day-to-day and the extraordinary and maybe even the mystical ways that I experience God, I hope through my sharing and through the questions that I ask at the end of each of these podcasts, that you yourself are better recognizing God's presence in your own life and in your own story, and in a larger way, perhaps, hopefully even recognizing not where God is in your story, because quite frankly, that's kind of self-centered and short-sighted, but where are you in God's story? God's story of creation, God's story of salvation, God's story of everything. I guess I'm waxing philosophical in the big ways right now because we are beginning I think my favorite season of the year which is Advent season as I've gotten older and I've realized that I probably have fewer days ahead of me than days behind me especially as my next birthday next month is 50 minus one I'm realizing that Advent is a wonderful season it's a season where so many things are happening and I think a season in which I know I can deepen my experience of God. And I think together, we who celebrate Advent, if we truly celebrate it, I think we can witness something to our culture and our society that is gravely, gravely needed today. And that's what I heard about in the homily I listened to today. And I really thought about talking about that. I thought that was going to be my God presence moment. But another one crept in later on in the day. And I'm feeling it on my heart to share about this one. Don't worry, I do plan to talk about Advent. In fact, tomorrow in my classes, I do my little annual Advent spiel, rant, soapbox, 
I don't know really what to call it. But maybe tomorrow evening, I will feel that that was my God presence moment. And I'll share it with you. I guess you'll just have to wait, and I guess I'll have to wait to see until then. But the God presence moment happened at a place where it has been happening on Sundays. Not necessarily in worship, although I certainly feel God's presence there, but at the public library where I've been going on Sunday even afternoons to, to work. And one day, you'll remember a couple weeks ago, I think, I talked about the great new desks, and I know I've had some other reflections about the library, but today's was a little bit different. So I was there working on something very specific and something with a pressing deadline, writing my midterm exams. Now, I'm very fortunate and tremendously grateful this year that I only have one exam to write because I'm only teaching one class, one prep. And that is a huge, huge relief. Nevertheless, I had planned and hoped to get this done over Thanksgiving, but it didn't happen. And the deadline for getting it submitted is tomorrow, Monday. And I really want to get it off my chest because once it's written, there's two weeks between now and when I start giving it, and things aren't really going to be that busy for me, schoolwork-wise anyway. There's lots going on otherwise, and uh, I'm sure I'll tell you more about it as this week unfolds. But I was there today with this deadline, knowing that my time was limited and I still had a lot to do, but I was sitting there working at a table, and it's a four-person table, big table, near the kind of where the activity takes place on the second floor. And I saw this woman come in with two boys, and I, I'm guessing they were probably her sons. The boys were close in age. One was probably maybe 10. The other was maybe 11, maybe nine. It's hard to tell, but they were definitely pre-adolescent by far, but also not young, early elementary well, one of the boys who actually seemed to maybe be the older one and definitely the heavier set one, I noticed because he was sucking his thumb like a lot. And I, I realized that that is generally not a great sign as far as maturity and development. And, you know, it made me wonder right there what was going on with these boys. And the mom who had a pretty heavy, I think, Jamaican or um, maybe a British accent, um, was talking to her boys, these boys, and then just left them. And as I was doing my work, I had my headphones on and just was noticing kind of what was going on with them. And, and they were by themselves for a long time. I mean, it was at least two hours and I could watch the development of, of kind of, they were looking at books at first and then you could just see their attention waning. And at one point, the, I think, younger boy, the one who wasn't sucking his thumb, he was uh, asked to sit right across from me. And he had a pencil from the library and a piece of paper, scratch paper, and started coloring and or drawing, just kind of scribbling, not really writing or drawing. And then he kind of went... Um, away and, and then he came back a little bit later and meanwhile the other kid was sitting in a chair and he fell asleep I think in the chair and I also should say that the, the kid who was sucking his thumb did not smell very good 
kind of that old unwashed clothing smell. So again, it, it really just gave me a sense of compassion that there was more going on in these boys' lives, I think, than, you know, I, I maybe realized. So he was sitting across from me for his second go-round, and at the table kind of behind where he was, very close, was a young woman, I guess a student, probably working, and he asked her for an eraser, and she gave it to him, and then he asked me for crayons, and the library gave him some crayons to borrow. I didn't know they had a set of crayons, which is cool that they have that. I guess this particular library kind of has everything, so I shouldn't be that surprised. But then he asked me, it was clear that he was getting more and more bored, and he was starting to ask me what I was doing, and I could see he wanted to engage in conversation. And I guess I could have one way the story goes, where my God presence moment was, I talked to him and got to know him and made a friend and became a friend to him. But I did not do that today. On some days I would have done that, Today, I just was feeling stressed and didn't want to take the time to be present to him, in part because I didn't really know how much longer, you know, I, if I was talking to him, how much longer I would have to talk to him. It's kind of like when you're on an airplane next to someone and, you know, you're on approach and it's going to land soon. That's a good time to start talking to them because you know when the flight's going to be over and you don't have to talk to them anymore. Very different than talking to them when the flight is taking off, right? So I guess that was part of it, why I didn't respond to his questions and his interest in engaging with me. I also think I was it was because I was getting kind of annoyed. I, I really, they were just kind of being bothersome and, and not in a major way. Certainly not in enough way to attract attention from the library staff or the resource police officer that walks around the library wasn't that much but it was certainly enough for me because he was sitting right there at the table and I did think once or twice that I should go and tell someone and find out you know where their the boy's mom was and ask them to not have this this boy being so distracting I mean he wasn't really that distracting to me I was getting my work done But I guess the God presence moment was in the compassion that I felt because I did feel compassion for them, these two boys and, and their family. I guess the God presence moment also was in praying for them as I did tonight and sharing their story with you to ask you to pray for them as well and whatever their challenges might be. But also the God presence moment and recognizing that there was an invitation. I had an invitation to not just be Christ for someone else on this first Sunday of Advent, but to also experience Christ in someone else. Because that's the amazing thing, really, about when we reach out to others, is that it's not just that we're being Christ to them, but they also are being Christ to us as they give back as well. And that brings me back to the homily I heard today and the challenge for Advent that I think I'll talk more about tomorrow. But I'll leave with this, with these questions. It's Advent. What does that mean for you? How are you celebrating that? Are you celebrating that? 
And what will you be doing daily, perhaps, to be more mindful of God's presence in the world and also God's invitation in you to be God's presence in the world? What invitations have you responded to? What invitations have you missed? And what invitations did you really say no to? You saw them like I did, but you said no. What invitations have you faced like that? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.